Hello there, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of Three Idiots in a Star Wars podcast. Uh, we are now the second episode into Book of Boba Fett. Um, we're going to just t- chat about that today. Um, Nathan, your host with my two co-hosts, Landon and Alex. You guys want to say hey? Hey, hello there. Uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, like I said before, we're going to be talking about the first two episodes of Book of Boba. Yeah, we, we, missed, we missed last out, week. Um, yeah, last week was the holiday season. We were all busy. One of us was down in Florida. Oh, Landon. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, so Why you got a doctor like to... this? So yeah, but uh, we didn't do an episode last week, so this week basically we'll just be discussing the first two episodes in Book of Boba in order to catch yes. up. But don't worry, we'll be back every week on Wednesday. Hopefully, talk. I mean, we're gonna well, watch mean, the week, and then we, we re- get together and talk. Well, I mean, it doesn't go live. We but, record on Wednesday, yeah. but it it goes live on Thursday. Yeah, it won't hit you guys till Thursday, but we appreciate your guys' patience and everything. So. Well, let's just get into it then. So, the first episode of Book of Boba Fett. What did you guys think? Um, I mean, I can dive into it, I suppose. Uh, yeah. It's obviously a little slow. I think mm-hmm. most people agreed with that. But I also thought it was pretty good still. Um, there were a lot of highlights um, and also a lot of sort of boring parts. <laughs> but even like the boring parts were still interesting to me. And I think they were all relevant to the story and important for uh, Boba Fett as a character as a whole and to sort of see how he gets from the Sarlacc pit uh, to the point where we first see him in the Mandalorian so I thought it was still pretty good yeah I yeah. liked it go ahead Landon what were your thoughts on the first episode no that's it I liked it yeah no me too I, I'm kind of with Alex I thought that it was a little slow for at least an opener usually I guess oh, I'm just used to openings of shows kind of being like these like kick-ass kind of things yeah, where there's oh, like the Bad Batch. I feel like is a good example of that, or yeah, the Mandalorian. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's just super interesting and there's like some more action and everything. But it was still it was kind of a neat little kind of it was a chill way to introduce Boba Fett because I was fully expecting Boba Fett because he's like this super cool character to just go around on like a killing spree, but. It was more him being kind of trapped, but I'm I'm okay with that because it, it led to kind of some character development because he's now instead of just this like guy who goes around killing people, he like kind of thinks thinks more for about like survival. I, I don't know how to yeah, really put. He, he wants to govern. Like he's, you know, know. He, he's kind of past this. Phase he's more of, on the want for power rather yeah. than money at this point. Yeah, he's not a bounty hunter, as he says. Yeah, he's had all of his money, so he's ready for power now, I guess. And, you know, he yeah. might as well. He's getting up there in age, so you know, he's my, seen a lot of stuff. So. My dad uh, in the car the other day was uh, he, he was ranting to me about how um, our generation is so bad because of uh, our, our uninterest in the first episode of Book of Boba and the outrage that all the star wars fans had is like it's too boring and it's it's not a season premiere or whatever and then he he was just going off on uh how that made him angry and like i don't know i i really didn't see that many like negative things like comments about it though i know there were people that said like it was boring and oh like it was so bad but i saw mostly just people talking about those people like i wasn't actually seeing these comments for myself 
Well, and like I said, like it was a little slow at parts, but it definitely wasn't bad by any means. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was boring by any means. Uh, well, I w- hold on. I mean, there were some points that were slow enough where it could elude. Yeah, I would say slow, but not not. Boring. Yeah, it definitely wasn't boring because I know I was I was hooked for the most for like the whole time because I was like, this is really cool. And I like grew to absolutely loathe one of the characters, the mayor's like hand or whatever. The guy who kept going. Oh, oh yeah. Apologies. I was like, Boba, yeah, shoot. Yeah, really annoying. Please. <laughs> it's so annoying. I hate that character. He's like a male Karen. Yeah, yeah basically. Pretty much. And he's like, so, oh, no. well, we didn't bring a, uh, not a tribute. peace offering. Tribute. Yeah, that's tribute. it. Yeah, and he was like, "My, I bring the mayor's heartfelt welcome. And I was like, dude, that doesn't count. Get out of here. So that, yeah. that was, also, wait, didn't he also like want a tribute for the mayor instead yes. or something? He yeah, had, like, yeah. Reverse tribute. Yeah, even so though both was the was one funny. with the power, and like the mayor is technically appointed by, uh, what is it called, the Daimo, Major Domo or something like that. I'm not sure. I guess Daimo. I mean, uh, I think the mayor probably knew that uh, the Hots weren't too happy with booby feet. Uh, yeah, that's being true. The, being the the sitting on Jabba's throne. Yeah, I would say that's yeah. probably the true. Which kind of alludes to the second episode where those twins or Jabba's cousins kind of come in and they lay claim to it and Boba's well, like, Are they twins or just Yes, they're siblings. the twins. We're, we'll get they're, into okay. that when we talk about the second episode. Yeah. 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 I guess let's stick to the first one for now. But, yeah. yeah. But the first episode uh, opening scene, you get to kind of, you get to basically just see well, what, well, what the opening? Well, whatever. The major opening scene is basically him escaping the the Sarlacc pit, which is super cool. That's what that's what I've been waiting to see for a while. You know, they had those fan ones out there, the Legends comics now, where Dengar comes in the slave one and picks him up and saves him. But I'm glad he just saved himself, and it, that was just really cool. I want to know how that stormtrooper got in there, though. Like, what was up with that? Why was there a storm? Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that's something that's like an Easter egg, or if we'll just learn more about well, that I mean, at some point. But yeah. uh, they were combing the the Dune Sea for the droids, right? Maybe one just accidentally fell in. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Who knows how long it was there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although the air we, tank was yeah, because it it so takes I, a I long time for the bodies to decompose in Sarlacc. Yeah, over like thousands of years or whatever they said so it's crazy my yeah, only was pretty thing cool. with that would be like i said like the air tank how that was still working but who knows it's also possible that the empire just sent like troops to comb it after they heard that java's sail barge had been destroyed and maybe yeah. there were reports that like luke and the other rebels were there so who knows yeah it's not pop- sure we'll find out more about that but if yeah, i don't do, think it really matters yeah. yeah, that that's probably just like a minor scene, but it was still pretty interesting. Like when he turned his flashlight on and like he saw that I was like the first thing I said was like, What? Like why is there a stormtrooper here? Did you <laughs> audibly say that and then start crying? <laughs> hey, you watched yourself. But um so I thought yeah, and then he what he crawls out and then he like survives, he looks really cool, and then he just passes out and the Jawas beat him up. <laughs> Yeah, imagine <laughs> steal his armor. Imagine getting stuff. beat up like by a bunch of midgets. <laughs> like we knew we lo- he lost his armor though, so I was like, it's probably the Jawas because that one guy from the Mandalorian, really bought them, yeah. or not bought that, bought it, but got it from the Jawas. So we knew yeah. that was going to happen somehow. Yeah, I mean that makes sense because there's no way the Jawas would be able to take it off like a a well Boba Fett because exactly, would've... yeah, so. he would have murdered them. 
Yeah, like they, they would not stand a chance. So, but yeah, then then the the Tuscans pick him up and they just kind of drag him back to his the place, their little uh, camp. But yeah, so that was I think that, and was, then that was second dream sequence. Yeah, because then when he wakes up and then they and then start he does tribute stuff. He'll wake up. And then they go into town or something. He no, suits they do up. Tribute stuff. Oh right, they do the tributes. Yeah, then that that guy. I and still hate that. Character. Then you get to see the cool, uh, the 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 fit Gamorian guards. We don't like fat Gamorian oh, yeah. guards anymore. We like we like sexy young Gamorian guards with protruding <laughs> abs and pecs. You know, we like we like the bodybuilder Gamorian guards, baby. Yeah, I thought that was funny because they served under Jabba, so they must have gotten absolutely just lean under Bibb's rule, even though Bibb. Yeah, got, maybe. Yeah, maybe Bibb just, was a uh, little uh, harder on them. Yeah, night nighttime rolls around once he's done guarding uh, Bib Fortuna, and they're just lifting weights in there. Uh, yeah, they got to hit the bench press, hit the squat racks, like they're doing it all. <laughs> They, yeah, I they got, different. Yeah, they they've got a full ab routine. Like they're going crazy. <laughs> it's cool though that Boba's kind of like trying to spare as many people as he can, just to like. True. Help. Yeah, it shows that like he doesn't necessarily like just kill for fun or sport. Like he was doing yeah. it because it was his job. It's not like he gets any pleasure out of it. Yeah, and then there's Fennec who's just like, "You should kill this guy. You should kill them. Oh, you should kill that person." Oh, yeah, Fennec is definitely like... the other opposite end of the spectrum there, where she's sort of just yeah. like. Yeah, like she's in her yeah. profession because she enjoys it, not because yeah, she, it's yeah. she's stuff. a good foil to booby feed. Yeah, she's so. kind of the opposite though in like Bad Batch though when she's trying to save Omega and stuff. Although that was her job. That I think was yeah, I was gonna say. I guess. Well, after a while, when whatever it was, but that that that's that's book that's um, Bad Batch. Yeah, so. but they they really like Fennec Shand, and I also very like Fennec Shand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're putting her in all the media, it. and I'm kind of down with it. Yeah, no. I mean, she's a really interesting character. I mean, they just when when they first introduce her, it's a bad batch, uh, right? No, it was in no, no Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, in the yeah. season one. Yeah, Yeah, yes. that was um, when they are freeing that one guy from the rebel ship, right? From or is that a different? Episode? No, they were on no. Tatooine because. Oh wait. No, that one guy needed to get into the guild, so he had the he picked up a Fennec Shan job, and Mando was like, "Dude, you're gonna get killed doing this." So then they team up, but. Whatever. Yeah, so you yeah. see her there, and then there, she's like instantly introduced in the Bad Batch, which I thought was pretty neat. And then obviously she's in well, Mando's. Season, season two, the Mandalorian, I believe, came up. Boba. So, yeah. Batch. She just kind of popped up and is now in like every major Star Wars project, which is super cool. And uh, what, Ming Na Wen? She's a really cool lady. She's super nice. So. Yeah, um, it's the lady that voiced Mulan, correct? I couldn't tell you that. I yeah, thought it I, was. I, I, I remember think, seeing that. I don't know. Yeah, because I remember reading something that she's the first lady to have the Disney uh, trifecta. Where yeah, she, being, she does Star um, Wars, Star Marvel, Wars, a and, Disney princess, and yeah. Marvel. Who is she? Who in is she in Marvel? She was in the Agents of Shield TV show. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. Which I don't think is. I, I've never anymore. seen. Yeah, and I've never seen it, but still. But this is a Marvel podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. Either way. All right, enough of that tangent. So, yeah, so in episode one, what they, how do they, where where do they go next then, Landon? Um, well, do... after tributes, I think he goes back to Dreamy Boy. 
or do yeah, they go or do they go to town i think they go to town after because yeah yeah and then they go check in with the oh yeah that's where they get attacked then um because he's picking up his money from the tavern or whatever where they like yeah the sanctuary shine. as they call it or whatever yeah how does that even work like i'm assuming there's like bounty hunting ran out of that or other illegal items and that's why like he shows up and he like gets his money <laughs> well it's like a gang like you know how gangs kind of um like in new york or chicago how they kind of there's like the mob boss who like says i'll provide protection to your uh your business if you pay yeah. me or whatever i feel like that's the kind of situation that's going on in most espa so yeah probably Tidbit Mos Espa is where Anakin was enslaved for all you people who never watched And the where the classic pod race was where yeah, Anakin the beat Espa Yeah, where, where my yeah. dad's favorite character shows up. The Doug. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, the two-headed guy. The announcer. <laughs> oh, yeah, the announcer. Yeah, the announcer. Yeah, Skywalker's cool. lost control. Or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's pretty cool. And then, then what? They leave the sanctuary and then they get um posted up by some assassin dudes who we yep, learned the shadow episode. whatever i don't remember what they're called I, yeah i'm forgetting what yeah. they're called too i just kept thinking they were the crimson dawn because they were wearing red and like that's cool that's cool and then i'm like then the second episode they're like no they're thing and i was like oh what <laughs> yeah no not, I, yeah. I was wrong but, so and then and then my favorite one of my favorite parts of that is when the, there's three of them left and they're climbing away and Boba just shoots the missile like a wrist rocket at him and blow oh, yeah. no one just and then Fennec chases after him and he's like Fennec alive and like you just blew one of them up like <laughs> yeah I, I get it though because like they need one alive just just one. yeah, yeah that, I just that's why funny. she gives one of them the boot yeah, yeah. tosses him over the edge and she's like well I can still kill one of them technically yeah exactly yeah and that's uh, and then what? It goes back to an, the dream sequence. Yeah, and... I think he goes sleepy, sleepy. Yeah. yeah. yeah also, why do you think he's getting healed? Back. Is it he keeps going into that tank? But I don't know why. Well, he exactly. got beat up really bad in the end of the episode, so that's why he went in the tank. That is true. Well, I was also thinking about that because he kind of needs to. I mean, I'm assuming from like the for that long, and then being. Yeah out in the sun like that's gonna damage your body so much so back to bath every now and then probably helps him out so that's what i was thinking why he has to like constant not constantly but why he has to be in there at like a kind of a schedule like he's in there like maybe like once a day or something because he goes in there pretty frequently which is yeah or it's just a way for the writers to include dream sequences which I'm partially, but I'm sure there's like a logical reason for it as well. Like, I'm sure that's one way that they can do flashbacks. Maybe, maybe he's just really tired. The way that makes sense. Oh, I mean, you remember in season two of Mando when he first appears and he's like, I want my armor. Like, he looks all scarred up on the face thanks to, you know, all those years on Tatooine or yeah. all that time on Tatooine, you know. So I'm assuming now he look he looks a lot better. Like his skin looks a lot better. So it's probably th- that's what the back to baths are for. I'm assuming. So that's why he keeps doing those. But yeah, that would make sense. But yeah, yeah, then the he, dream sequence. Then he goes sleepy, and then he uh, gets dragged by a uh, Biantha. Yep, and then he has to what he there's like a roadie in there too, fake red Greedo. 
Oh yeah, that like snitches on him when he tries to yeah. escape for and some reason. Dog. I don't know why. I, I kept saying that. like, yeah, I kept saying, "Where's Anakin?" Like Anakin would just free him. He would just kill all of them. But you know, he's dead at this point, so whatever. But uh, I thought that was pretty pretty interesting how he tried to escape. Then he fights the like the I don't know. I, I guess I'll call him the general, the general it's Tuscan, the warrior, the warrior. Okay, and that, it's that also that... a female. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that the one that trains him? Or... Yes. That's the one with yeah. the dark black uh, robes. Yeah, stuff. I think any of like the Versus ones. the chieftain but... who is like. Yeah, the chieftain here. has like the robes or whatever. Yeah, I think any of yeah. the ones that have like the uh, like scarf thing hanging down are the women. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how you like identify them. That's cool. Yeah, little tidbits. You learn something new every day. Yeah. When it comes to Star Wars, because there's so much to learn about. But uh, yeah, so what they like he she beats him up in the sand and just <laughs> gets knocked out and then what he they go on like some trek with the the little Tuscan, the Rodian and him to search for black melons or whatever they're called. Yeah, because that's their water source. Yeah. The Minecraft water source blocks. Basically, but, yes. <laughs> so they go out there and then they're digging around. He's like punching at the the Rodian, like well, punching with his He's talking to the Rodian saying, hey, you stupid little Rodian, you, you could have escaped. And then they couldn't, they couldn't actually. And then um, what? The Rodian like digs up uh, basically a lizard Machamp, which for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's a Pokemon with four arms. And it basically looks like that. So that was pretty yeah. funny. And then Boba like basically just chokes it out like Leia choked out Jabba. So that was pretty cool. Kind of fun. But yeah, that, that lizard thing, I've never seen one of those before. I don't know what it's called, so I thought that was pretty funny. They just, like, showed up, and I'm like, wow, what if one of those things was, like, then there when Luke was, like, out moisture farming? He would have just died <laughs> in the end of the story. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny yeah, how many... That has a like lot of right in creatures in it. Yeah, because, I mean, I didn't really know. I know there's the, the, the animals on Tatooine are, what, Banthas, the crate Dragon... There's those little, those little dogs that the Tuscans have, basically. Yeah. And like those are like the only animals I really know. And then they just introduced a new one that's like this huge apex predator, basically. And I'm like, why have I never seen this before? But it was pretty cool looking. But yeah, when it stood up and had all of its four arms, I thought it was a Machamp, and I was just laughing to myself. But. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then he beats that thing up. Then brings the uh, the head back. The little kid tries to take all the credit, but like the the village elder like realizes, oh, thanks for saving the kid, good job. And they kind of earn favor. So, and that's where the the end of that episode is. So, I mean, it wasn't horribly slow or boring, but I don't know. I still I still enjoyed it. It was a good start to the show because I mean, having it kind of start slow means it can only go up from there, which it definitely did in the second episode so what'd you guys think of the the second episode i thought it was better definitely alex do you like the second episode more or less oh, yeah definitely um there's also a big step just because it was like 20 minutes longer <laughs> but it was oh, yeah. significantly better um in terms of pace and actually like what happens in the story I, so i do I enjoyed also... it quite a bit 
I like how it's like you're not going in and out between dream sequence and reality or like present day. I kind of like the split of you get 15 minutes of present time and then the rest of the episode is is uh backstory and like learning about the um Tuscan Raiders and stuff. Yeah, I would say that's actually my only sort of I wouldn't even call it an issue with the episode, but one thing I was sort of wanting more of was like the current day stuff. Um, just because I thought when they switched to uh, the flashback, like one third into the episode, I was like, Oh, I bet they'll uh, go into this for maybe 20, 25 minutes. But then it ended up being like 30 or 35 minutes of the episode, which was a little long in my opinion, but not necessarily a bad thing. I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't mind it at all. I mean, I'm sure in the later episodes, eventually we're going to pick yeah, up. Yeah, there won't be any flashbacks at some point. Yeah, like if, like we're just learning about it in the first two episodes to get some backstory on Boba Fett when he es- after he escaped the Sarlacc, basically. So I feel like maybe next episode we'll still get some more because now he's like the, what, he's got like his robes now that you see in Mando season two. So maybe now he's going to go on like a adventure or like a track to go track for the next episode's going to lead. But then I feel like we're going to have less and less flashbacks as the, I'm definitely really enjoying these flashbacks. Cause one thing that's making this season so far in the first two episodes, super interesting to me is all the background they give you on the Tuscans. Cause like all you see in episode four is them basically giving Luke and C3PO a hard time and they get scared away and then whatever they come back and stuff. But you know, like that's like all you really see, and you're like, oh, these are some evil people. And then in Mando and now this show, they're just kind of showing you that, oh, there's like a whole different side. There, it shows- yeah, that's the thing. Like they really come out to be like savages, like in the movies and stuff. And now between mm-hmm. Mando and this, like they're showing that like there's a whole culture to them, and that um, also like they're not even all like Tuscan Raiders. Like Raiders are like the like Tuscans that like raid stuff. <laughs> like there's literally just normal Tuscans. Yeah. That have like a culture and like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like they're really just trying to survive. Yeah. And, at like, this point, raid stuff. They don't loot like all that sort of thing. At this point, when is John Favreau going to direct the, um, write and direct the Tuscan Raider TV show? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how well that would do considering none of them speak English. So, well, <laughs> Yeah. Well, we did watch yeah. a uh, f- full TV movie about uh, Wookiees just grunting at each other. So, That's yeah, but true. that was a very bad piece of media. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'd if like you... to think a Tuscan show would be good, but yeah, if the listeners don't know what we're talking about, uh, go back and watch uh, episode eight. We watched the Christmas holiday special, and it is. A piece of work so definitely go check that out because we break that down and talk about how poor it is so. yeah i know i know nathan was telling me after that episode about uh how much he loved it so yeah yeah that's uh, yeah mm-hmm. totally but back to boba so we can get away from that horrid piece of media yeah the um <clears throat> Well, well, yeah, so you, you were joking about them, uh, John Favreau making like a Tuscan movie. I mean, you're kind of you're kind of hitting it on the head because I've kind of noticed that between Mando and 
this Book of Boba show now. Like they've just got <laughs> they really deep dive into Tuscans, and it's like, what is up with that? Like now they can do like they do what sign language and their grunts actually mean stuff. So it's just kind of funny because I always thought it was like a war cry and everything, but it's just it's it's kind of fun to to see like how much they're diving into one like alien species culture. Like I don't know if they're gonna continue to do that with like yeah, I don't know how much more they can really do on Tatooine. It's getting pretty drawn out at this point, considering that's like the a very big uh, piece of like the original trilogy as it is, and then they're still just sort of beating that horse. Uh, yeah, after the complete saga is over and uh they should be on completely different planets they still keep going back to tatooine for some reason yeah so. I, mean, I guess I got, that's where it all began but... i got one word for you ready nostalgia i wouldn't that's even really true. call it nostalgia like well they're bringing show, you back I to the beginning gotta, like for this show i i actually like do understand the reasoning for it it's just for mando it didn't really make sense <laughs> I mean, I guess it, it no, it kind of makes sense for Mando though, because they're saying, "Where did you, did you see a Mandalorian?" And Boba Fett worked for Jabba, Jabba the Hutt on Tatooine, so obviously anyone who's like seen a Mandalorian is like, "Oh yeah, there's one on Tatooine because it's Boba." So that's yeah, it's just it was unnecessary. Like, I, I mean, yeah, everything was fine. Like that's fine, but they didn't need to bring it back to Tatooine. Either way, yeah. we're getting sort of off topic here, talking about the Mandalorian and a very specific episode that's not even a very good episode. Right. Well, anyways, yeah. I mean, let's let's talk about there's some uh some sexy huts that show up. Oh yeah, the uh, twins. Yeah, so those are uh that's in, those are Jabba's cousins and they're uh yeah, they're laying claim to the land that Bob rightfully owns now cuz he killed Bib, so it's a uh, that's going to become a problem in the future. And they have like a what what uh, they have their own bounty hunter slash warrior guy who's uh basically evil Chewbacca. I'm forgetting the name of him, but he's uh Landon and I were talking about well, we were all talking about this before the before we went live and that he's a major character in the the com- well not major character recurring, but he's a character uh, yeah character. character in the comics. So and he's like basically this uh, evil Wookiee that. Bounty hunts. And I think they have like a run in with Han and Chewie. So that's kind of where that comes into play. So, I mean, when I, yeah, when I first saw them, I was like, wait a second, is that that like evil Wookiee guy? Yeah, like that's his name's Black Karsten. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So very aptly named since his fur is black. So that's just funny. Whoa, 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 whoa. Anger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, so that was kind of cool to see him in live action. Uh, it's like, oh, look at that. They're, they're, they're tying in. Once again, another thing like that Dave Filoni and John Favreau do where they kind of bring in these characters from different areas and they introduce you to them. They're like, oh, hey, have you well, read I, the comic? You'll understand it. But otherwise, here you go. Here's a here's a character that's going to become a problem later. I think that they like that's the right way to do fan service. I think like... Sometimes when you look at like Marvel or other big popular franchises that have been going on for a long time, you get this fan service stuff that's kind of just like in your face. It's like, oh, look at this. This is a reminder of your old thing, the thing you liked in your face. 
versus this kind of fan service and then another part later in the episode i don't know if you guys know about this but like it's stuff that you if you're like a hardcore invested in you can you'll notice but like a normal casual fan isn't gonna isn't gonna notice it and it's like it doesn't take away from like not knowing what the the black chewbacca is from isn't gonna take away your not it's a scary looking dude you know he's a big wookie who has dark skin who looks like evil chewbacca or like i don't know if you guys knew about this but in in the dream sequence uh the second half of the episode um boba fett uh goes and beats up this gang of bad guys and steals all their um their speed speeder bikes oh yeah were those like the pirates like, no, they were. They were, no, they were like different the gang. The yeah, they were. They were a different gang that just like harassed people. Um, well, it actually turns out that that was Tashi Station. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, to get that bar was Tashi Station. Yeah, really? That's Tashi Station, <laughs> and even better, the two people that were at the bar the the wife and the husband, yeah. um, who stands up. Those guys are in a deleted scene from A New Hope. Um, where Biggs, Luke, and those two oh, are yeah. at Tashi Station talking about like um, how Luke saw some stuff in space, like a a star destroyer or whatever. That's so, pretty. Interesting. Yeah, see, that's another cool thing where it's that. like you guys, uh, you guys didn't know that, and like that's okay, but like it it didn't take away from the fact that it's like. It's fan service for people that know that deleted scene, but like you don't need to know the deleted scene in order to understand why that place is there. It's just a bar in the middle of nowhere. That's yeah, funny. Exactly. I didn't. I thought Tashi Station was like a, a probably going to be like a part of like in Mos Eisley. That's funny. That's really cool. That it's just like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I assumed that it was something in Mos Eisley as well, or Mos Espa or wherever uh, Luke's homestead was close to. Well, like now that I, mean, I noticed that. I think it'd be funny if Boba Fett like grabbed some power converters. I think that would have been that would have been the that would have been the that would have been the cake. Right Whatever there. power converters even are really. Well, I mean, I don't know, something to fix up. I'm assuming speed. something for a speeder, but yeah, it would have been funny. Sky hoppers yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so that, that's that's really funny. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I I've been kind of just trying to take everything at face value and just kind of see what I can get just from watching the show. So that's, that's, that's pretty interesting. I didn't know that. That's really cool. <laughs> but yeah, he just goes absolutely bonkers in there and just takes out them, like all of them. So that was really cool to see. Cause I mean, he is a bounty hunter the most feared bounty hunter in the whole universe. So it's really cool to see him go off because he's supposed to be in his prime right now. Minus the, you know, injuries from the Sarlacc pit and being out in the sun all day. But it's really cool to see him kind of get out there and beat people up again because that's just like what he's good at. So <laughs> I also one scene I really really liked was in during the dream sequence when he, or not the dream sequence. This is like when he's going on that spiritual journey when the lizard's guiding him. You know, when the dream inside of a dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the spiritual to the job. Well, well I mean, I guess he was remembering a dream. Yeah, of a dream. It was still really cool that the while one, in a dream, yeah, I guess the the yeah when the slave one is flying away from Camino, that was a really cool shot. 
I don't know why, but just, I don't, I don't know. That was just like super... where he's looking out the window or yeah. When, when yeah, you're just thinking about looking his out the window and, and you just yeah. see the storm, the sea everywhere. And then you see, um, the slave one just kind of flying away like through the little Camino like buildings. That was so cool. That was such a cool shot. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why, but I just really liked that. That was just super that, cool. That was the only thing you got from that whole entire scene of him going like no, no. balls with a lizard in his brain. No, I'm just not, that was just one of like the really cool scenes. I mean, the rest of it was really neat too. How he was like, I liked how it faded like in between him, like just walking in, in like his little undergarment thing. And then him like in his full suit of armor, like that was really cool too. And then he walks up to the Jawa tree and ends up breaking a branch for, to build his own gaffy stick, which is really cool. So yeah, that whole thing was pretty funny. I don't know how, what's up with the, uh, the lizard and if there's like more trees like that or why it's a Jawa tree. I haven't looked any of that up. I'm just trying to take it at face value and see if they kind of, yeah, I don't uh, really know what it was about, it, but it was pretty cool. Sort of their initiation to become part of like their culture or at least, uh, the little group that they had there. But. I did want to mention this. One thing I noticed was when he had his robes on, he looked a lot like my boy Anakin Skywalker, which made me think this is all speculation. This is all stuff that I thought of, but like, <clears throat> do you think that they dress up outsiders like that because they're scared of what Anakin did and murdered that whole tribe of, of uh, I highly doubt Tuscan it. Raiders. I don't know. That well, because also, who would have even passed that story on? You know what I mean? They were all dead. No, I know, but there is there's like a comics thing, like a Vader comic, where he comes back to Tatooine to talk to Jabba or something, and he ends up kind of slaughtering. Or no, he goes back because he's on the hunt for finding yeah, why Tusken Raiders. Yeah, he goes and he just he's like, oh, I'm on Tatooine. I may as well just go commit genocide on some Tuscans. So he kills them all, Jesus. most of them, and then he like walks away and like maybe like one survives or something and like tells a story. And then there's like a tribe of Tuscans that build like a big Darth Vader thing out of wood and burn it and dance around it because they're like acting <laughs> him because they're like, who is this like evil demon that just comes? Yeah, through? he's like a god to them, which I mean is true, but. Well, it's more like a demon Everyone. because they're like, oh, if we burn this like effigy, they he won't come near us and he won't he won't hurt us. But like, really, he's, see, I thought that was really really dark because he's just on tattoo and he's like, you know, while I'm here, I'll just go kill some Tuscans because I can and because I hate them. So, it's like, <laughs> wow. yeah, so that's a pretty brutal. Stuff. I mean, what Landon's saying, I could I could definitely see that being possibly a reason. Because like Darth Vader's like this. I mean, it's that... a it's a stretch to be sure. Oh yeah, and no. like, frankly, he doesn't even really look like the fact that I he think just has a dark robe. It's just the garb that they wear in that yeah. culture, but yeah. Like, no, but I'm mean, where you're coming from. He's like. wearing yeah. like the same garments as like the hunter or the whatever her name was the 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 soldier, warrior or warrior. Sorry. Yeah. No, I agree with that. So, but yeah, that whole. Um, what spiritual journey was really cool. And then he comes back with the gaffy stick and then he becomes a, well, he basically becomes a member of the tribe, which is really cool. Another thing that I thought was really neat is that Tatooine used to be like an ocean planet because they're like, once the ocean dried up, we had to go into hiding is what the chieftain says or whatever. So I don't know. I like that. They keep flashing between Camino and Tatooine. So it's like maybe Camino. Like you know, a yeah, similar at some point. 
Yeah, but like, you know, Tatooine definitely could have looked like Kamino at one point. Bro, and we're forgetting about my favorite part of the episode. When they walk oh, yeah? back in that bar, actually my favorite part of the both the episodes. You walk in the bar and my boy Max Rebo is playing some jizz. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, uh, so backstory on uh, one of those things <laughs> that I just said. Um, I recently found out, meaning this week, actually Nathan and I both, uh, that uh, jazz in the Star Wars universe is actually called jizz. <laughs> I, I thought that was a joke. Yeah, I didn't know that was like a canon thing. It's kind yeah. of funny. Um, it's kind of funny because since we've mentioned that, I've gotten like six TikToks mentioning jizz. Yeah, there was the viral tweet about it. That's how I found out. Um, but yeah, very interesting stuff. That's still, I still don't believe you. I feel like you guys are pulling my leg and. And, and you're no, just I, like I genuinely didn't know that. I, I still find that hilarious that you know George Lucas came up with that and they were like, sure. And I was like, why? Well, I guess no one could really tell him at the time no. So he was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna do this. And they're like, yeah, I, I just and what I think that was like necessary to change it. Like, why couldn't it just be jazz? Uh, yeah, because it's, just it's in space. They didn't invite. They didn't invent jazz. They invented jizz. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> I also like when uh, in the first episode when they first walk into the sanctuary where the 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 business that the Twilight works in, the the song in the background is the most Isley ca- uh, Cantina song. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, just slowed down. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. And you have like the I call them musician aliens because you never see one of them without an like an instrument, but you see one of the musician aliens from uh, episode four playing like a guitar type thing. So I thought that was pretty funny. I was like, hey, this is that song. Like that hasn't died. So it's just yeah, that's funny too. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll be back next week to discuss the next episode of. book of boba um before we go though i know nathan was telling me before the show how much um he loves uh, watching luke and leia kiss and i'm like i don't know why you're telling me this that's kind of out of the blue and then he, yeah he, he always tried, finds ways to bring it up yeah i like i was trying to figure out why but then he was like make sure to uh, mention the twitter handle uh at the end of the podcast so nathan if you want to talk about twitter uh, go for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because we'll, we'll just, you know, get away from that because no one needs to talk about that. I mean, so, you do all the time. So if you guys want to, though, uh, please reach out on Twitter or through email. But our Twitter handle is at three idiots Star Wars with the three being the number three. DM me anything. Um, we'll, we'll definitely answer you back. Not anything. Uh, questions, suggestions. questions, suggestions, not anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't send me like a gif of some crazy stuff or whatever. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah. no, you can do that. You can send him a gif of something crazy if you really want. Yeah, just, yeah, but definitely just send me, you know, questions, suggestions for the show, anything you want us to, well, not anything again, but stuff related <laughs> that you want us to cover on the podcast. And we and, can go over it. And um, make sure to drop that a follow. Um, if you don't have a Twitter, want to reach out by email, we have an email account, three. The number three, idiots, uh, sw at gmail.com. 
if you have any questions, any comments, anything like that you want to talk to us about, you want us to talk about on the podcast, you can send an email that way too. If you guys don't want to use Twitter, but uh, other than that, uh, I think this is a pretty good episode, guys. I'm, yeah, I'm looking nice forward to you guys about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to the rest of this TV show. So. Yeah, this book of Boba is it's going well so far, so good. I'm very much looking forward to next week. So we'll we'll get to you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next week then. Thanks for tuning in. Wasting my time editing, you fool. Yeah, Shut come on. your mouth. It's not that hard to clip a video. All right, chat, clip then that. Why don't you do it? There, All no, right. now, see, All now right. chat's going to do it for us. I quit us. the podcast. I officially resigned. Smug's going to do everything, you dummy. Yeah.